0: Greetings, cultivators around the world. Jordan River here, back at you with more Growcast. Just a humble seed popper with a microphone. Today we have, from Seeds Here Now, James Bean. This is a very interesting and awesome interview. This is one of the most unique ones I've done in a while. James Bean has a great history with uh, many breeders, old school breeders, breeders we know and love on this show. He's got some great stories. This one's very unique, like I said, and I know you're going to love all the incredible tales that James has to share with us today. Before we get into it, though, shout out to AC Infinity, everybody the best grow gear in the game code growcast15 saves you 15% at acinfinity.com. they've got the thick sturdy tents with the thick canvas and the thick tent poles the best tents in the game they've got the fans that you need the inline fans the cloud ray oscillating fans now again code growcast15 for 15% off the best quality grow gear you can find they've also got lights and scissors and pots and hangers and so much more But when it comes to the fans and the tents, there's no one else out there that does it better. The inline fans, the Cloud Lion series are fantastic. The S series is the simple series, still comes with a 10-speed fan controller. And the T series comes with a controller that lets you automatically dial in your temperature and humidity. acinfinity.com code GrowCAST15 for 15% off. They even have Grow Kits that come with everything you need to expand. Get that second veg tent, get that second flower tent you've been thinking about, save with the kit, and use code GrowCast15, which now works on those kits, saving you extra money. With the best gear in the game, acinfinity.com. They've been our partners for years. We brought these guys along a long time ago. They've really, really expanded and done a great job. acinfinity.com, code Growcast15. Okay, let's get into it with James. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, podcast listeners. You are now listening to Growcast. I'm your host, Jordan River, and I want to thank you for tuning in again today. Before we get started, as always, I urge you to share the show. I really mean it. Tell someone about Growcast. It's the best way you can help us. Thank you so much for spreading this show. And see everything that we're doing at growcastpodcast.com slash action. The classes and all of Rise of Rich's work and all of our tour dates are all up there. Go to forward slash action and see what's going on, everybody. Can't wait to see you locally in a town near you. Today, we have an awesome guest. I mean... This is a really cool feature. I've been meaning to get this individual on for a long time. We are talking about uh, the cannabis industry. We're talking about breeding and breeders, talking about seed banks and operating within this crazy community from seeds here. Now we have the one and only James Bean on the line. What's up, James Bean? How are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good, Jordan. How how, how are you doing today?
0: Doing excellent. Super excited to have you on the show, brother. Uh, We were just talking off air, you know, Rizo Rich was uh, trying to get you to come on the show, trying to get me to get you on the show. We were talking about Duke Diamond and all that. Uh, it's it's great to finally have you here on the show and uh, very, very excited and flattered to have you, my friend. So thank you.
1: Appreciate being on. You've, uh, you've got a great audience, uh, very informative, and uh, you have a great show that uh, um, not a lot of people are going uh, as in-depth as you are, so to say, as deep into it. So I think it's pretty awesome. And um, anything we can do to preserve cannabis, so to say, you know, because as, as the new chats get in, the history gets forgotten, so.
0: Man, it's changing rather quickly. My God, I have so much of of that type of talk that I want to get into with you. But before that, for the brand new listener, could you share your story, your cannabis story, how you got into the industry and the inception of Seeds Here Now?
1: How long do we got? This is only a couple hours, (laughs) right?
0: We got to make it pretty brief, unfortunately, (laughs) but yes, I'm sure it's deep.
1: So I was, God, let's let's figure it out here. So I was a career DJ for 10 years, uh, as I would tour through and stop at towns or, you know, this, just one friend in this one town that I always go through Portland, he'd always meet me. And he always, uh, would, would send me these things on Facebook about him being this, this big, you know, pop reader and he's covered this magazine. And I was pretty stuck on myself. I thought I, of course, was the best owner. And so I wasn't, wasn't giving him much cred. Uh, you know, sure you are, sure you are. Okay. Sure. You are. <laughs> you know, one time he met me and at, at, after the show and we went and smoked and had these jars and, you know, all these jars were just on point. So I'd, 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 uh, you know, eat crow and be like, Hey, i my, my bad. What are you doing? What's going on here? What's you're, you're breeding these things or making these things. How, you know, and that was, that was 2010. And so it was, uh, at the end of what I called the, the good EDM years, right? The, the good, the good <laughs> underground techno DJ stuff. That's before the Skrillex got into it and made it all noise, became popular. <laughs> so I was looking to get out of that and get into something else that wasn't quite as mainstream yet so i said you know what can i do to get into get into what you're doing he said well he's like i i, I make this stuff I, I don't have any i'm not any good at selling it i'm busy breeding it i said well i said i'm a salesman I do, i've do. been dj for 15 years so i sell myself you know what can, we, what can we work on so worked with him signed him up he uh ended up taking like one he had like 28 or 35 strength when i started with him uh back catalog was with him solely for the first two years of my career as as wac bank, WAC bank. The next year after Washington, because I started in uh, Kenmore, Washington. Originally moved moved up to Kenmore to open a grow shop or a uh, a cannabis a um, garden uh, center, as they called it. Oh, a nice! Grow shop. A like hydro a hydro store before <laughs> hydro. Store. Yeah, but uh, I so I got up to Seattle and there was so much. The, the game was still so young in Seattle. I thought that they would be way advanced, but they weren't. I mean, there was still good plays just you know there's so much low-hanging fruit to be made you didn't need to invest in a in a in a a store right like the clone game was still hot as hell in fact when i first moved up there i bought five clones for 2500 bucks each cookie clones 2500 bucks each (laughs) at a safely parking lot and then drove them up to seattle with me allegedly and then got them into like three and a half, four foot moms before I started doing cuttings. And then once I had all three of those, or I had all five of them up at, at, at three and a half, four feet, then I just went through and just, just stripped them down. and got like 150, 200 clones and just started popping those off like a grand each.
0: Nice.
1: So I knew that once, once I sold one, right. Then somebody else is gonna do the exact same thing I did. And so when I hit the market with them, I'd have to hit the market with a whole bunch. And so I, man, I, I, I tore through this. I couldn't, I, Gosh, the end of those things. I couldn't sell them for five bucks.
0: That's exactly <laughs> so right. Many.
1: That's so wild. There was so many that I dumped on the market.
0: That is so wild. Uh, circa, circa 2010, 2012. I remember being in yep. Humboldt. And when those expensive cuts hit the market, that's exactly what you're talking about. And it's funny how, like you said, the price enters so high and then just starts to plummet. Right. Because of the accessibility.
1: There was a guy and he had Seattle. In Seattle at that, at that time, in, in this period of time, we're talking, there was more dispensaries than there were uh, Starbucks, right? Sales at the, 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 the home of Starbucks. Okay, there's 250 Starbucks in Seattle where there's 280 dispensaries. Jeez. And, and so these guys would come up from Cali and they would just walk, they'd start at one end of the street and they'd walk down the other and they'd try to sell these pounds of cookies off for five, six grand a pound. And if you said no, that guy was going to walk to the very next door, your competitor across the street. And sell it to him for six grand a pound. If he said no, he says to keep walking up the street until he says it. Jesus so if you let this guy walk bro. out your store without paying for it, well, now your competitor's going to have it and you're going to lose business.
0: That is crazy, so, man. And that price came down yeah. rather quickly from 2010 on, too. It's so funny how you mentioned right. that $5,000 pounds. And then, and then look what happens, man. It's crazy. It's yeah. really, really wild. Uh, but please continue.
1: So started doing the clones and as as I was selling the clones around I meeting the dispensary guys, meeting all those people and whatnot. So got it up with my buddy uh, who was sell, who was making breeding the seeds and uh, got a contract, signed up Washington bought dot which is Washington State. The next year they passed uh, DC past, Hawaii passed, Oregon passed. So I bought those three, OR seed bank, akcbank.com, and uh DCC Bank Next year, Think four more passed. I said, "Well, I better. Somebody's going to catch on. I better just buy all fifty of these." So I bought every state seedbank.com Jeez. So I have I have M I seed bank M C A seed bank all all the Do
0: liberation. you still com. use those URLs or how does that work with? Seeds? I still have
1: right right now. They all they all forward to seedchairnow
0: Wow, that's fucking wild.
1: So, but eventually, the plan was to you know piece one each of them off into into franchises for each individual state so if i if you were the rep for that state, you'd get the website, you'd release the website for me, you'd get all the sales from my website you know be able to track your sales from in the state because you could tell how many people were hitting your state site versus my c turnout site so that was the original thought process behind it. But yeah, you're I still have them all, 50, 60 of them. I think I have sort of like 80 websites now because I buy stupid ones with stupid names.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> never know when you're going to get, sure. you know, somebody had bought dallascowboys.com. <laughs> Somehow they had found their way to that Golly. URL. So they ended up making a bunch of money. You're in the URL game. Yeah. I fucking love it.
1: Funny story. Yeah, so I um, uh, i actually sold Mike his uh, exotic genetics. I sold him his URL back. It came up on auction and he didn't see it. And so no, uh, you swiped his, it? His, his, his guide i got it for 500 bucks i sold it back to him for 500 bucks <laughs> well that ain't so, bad you could have you could have like
0: price gouged him
1: <laughs> oh no, totally totally but now he was he's been working with exotic for since 2012 2013 so that's been, so funny brand. that is too yep. funny man but um but but yeah so so 2000 2013 i'm, I'm we're still like 280 dispensaries i've got these seeds now I've got I bought them uh, I, I spent half my rent on them so I got to start selling them right and so I started walking to the dispensaries just going to each one door to door and saying hey you know I'm James Wassie Bank I've got beans what can we what can we do for you and try to so get the dispensaries to sell them for me and the dispensaries weren't so big on taking packs that you know it was it, it was hard for me to sell a 10 pack and people were you know going to spend 100 bucks on that pack that seemed to be the uh, an issue and so I got with my breeder I said hey I'm not selling any of these let's let's break them in half right let's make the Point of purchase 50 bucks a five pack for 50 bucks because that's the same as if you bought say two clones right sure you bought two clones 20 bucks each you get them home you've got two clones big deal well if you spent that same money on seeds and you got you know let's say three phenotypically different clones of your own that nobody else had that were healthy and vigorous well that was a better deal
0: mm-hmm. so these are
1: regular seeds so you're assuming that half of them correct are correct oh yeah, 2012, 2013, that's, that's, everything was, was regular. People sure. were, were very opposed to feminized um, because of all the hermaphroditic traits on them. And so sure. everything was you know highly stable and, 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 and regs across the board. In fact, I didn't even sell autos until 2014, 2015. I was against them. Right. Um, I didn't think that they had a place. Well, I, they had a place. I, I mean,
0: didn't. if you remember some of the auto flowers from back in the day, you know, and, and you can still find them on the market, but like autos have come a long way. So that's interesting. Uh, I do want to get into it's that a little bit as but, well. But
1: yeah. Well, the thing with autos, I, I just, they, they felt like crack to me. They weren't sustainable. They were, they were like, heroin. whenever you want to do more, you had to come back and see more seeds. <laughs> right. You can't take a cutting. Just, yeah. Exactly. And so and if you do take a cutting, they're both going to flower on day 30. Right, And so it was rough for me. So I didn't really think, you know, uh, uh we'll get into more of those later, but, but yeah, so I'm, I'm selling seeds up and down the, the dispensaries. We've got different dispensaries that are picking them up in, in, in the stores for me now because they don't have any THC in them. The stores don't need to go through the, the uh, and, and Seattle is Washington is still a, a medical state at this time. There's no hoops and, and metrics to jump through for seed to sale tracking bullshit because right. there's no THC in the seeds. So that was the first start of my taste of uh, seeds are legal and they could be shipped across the States before they made it legal.
0: Right, Everybody just abiding by that hemp law and seems to be no problem. That's crazy, man. You just started out hustling on foot with your one breeder buddy, really built this from the ground up. Yeah. And, and he
1: and he would offer me other friends, but I was like, no, I said, you know, why, why do I don't want it. You've got 35 strains. Why do I want to sell anybody else's stuff? You know, right now I'm helping you. And if I make a sale right now, a thousand bucks where you get half that money, you get 500 bucks. If I've got two people well now. You get 300, he gets 300, I get 300, right? So I'd rather just help you out. And so it wasn't until I ran him down to like four strains and he had nothing else left, I sold everything out. <laughs> I had to pick up other breeders. And I, my second breeder was La Plata Labs with because uh, he had a, a CBD strain and I wanted a big CBD strain at that point in time. Oh, nice.
0: Start expanding, start yeah. dealing with these other breeders. I want to talk about your relationship with breeders, but maybe while we're on this subject of of this time period, Was there anyone doing work back then that's no longer doing work now for whatever reason that you sure miss or you would have liked to see them continue their work into all the way into 2023? Lots of people.
1: And so my thing was always is that, you know, I uh, try to stay humbled and, and, and I stand on the shoulders of giants, right? I'm, I'm I'm a broker. I'm not a breeder. I don't make seeds. If I make seeds and, you know, take your gear and run, I I think it's, I think it's shady people that make seeds. I I'm I, I broker for, for guys that make seeds because they're too busy. And most of the breeders I found out are, you know, we've told them not to tell anybody that they're making seeds, that these are illegal and to hide and they go to jail for this shit. And all of a sudden, 2000, 2020, we tell them, no, no, it's okay you come out or, or 2010 come on get on instagram legally yeah come on promote yourself show pictures of your grow. show pictures <laughs> of weed they're like they're like hell like jj from top dogs like hell no i'm not fucking posting <laughs> anything right so i always wanted to work with the guys that were responsible for the strain right like i don't want to if you just if you were just taking somebody to cross and crossing it i didn't want to i didn't want to support you i want to support the guys that did it well you know out of necessity they did it when they, and they didn't need to and there wasn't any money involved And so my thing is that if I was going to represent you, you need to be in business longer than I was because I got into business in 2010 to make money. So you need to be in it for that just to do it out of passion. So I work with a lot of older breeders and, you know, some of those guys that I do miss, like, uh, let's go master Ty, Steve, that guy's passed away. Let's go, uh, OD, OD diesel, homegrown natural wonders. That guy has moved into, you know, as these big, good growers with the knowledge get into a market that's becoming illegal they sign contracts and they do deals with other companies. And so now they're not producing seeds in the side because they're working for another group, for their company itself.
0: Wow. So he just moved into other parts of the industry, got picked up by, by a larger corporation or entity, moved on from the passionate
1: breeder scene. So O.D. Diesel was part of T.G.A. Team Green Avengers, which was a uh, there was a side offshoot of Subcool. Right. Subcool had T.G.A. as it was like six different breeders underneath him that would that would do all the breeding. And he always promised them that he'd give them their packaging, but he never did. He always kept them in his packaging underneath his thumb. Mm. That was like Sunny Chiba, uh, Jinx Proof, right. Natural Wonders, you know the uh dioxide. Um, six of them are so, but those were underneath his brand. And so, uh, so yeah, Odie was, was doing a homegrown natural wonders. He, he's responsible for like the doctor who, oh. um, Mickey's kush, all those, other strains, strange, great, great stuff, Oregon stuff. But yeah, so I started, you know, he was like my my sixth breeder, I think, but wow. to start picking up those guys. And so, and I wish he was still bring like sunny Sonny I did the black purple Russian or the black cherry mm-hmm. and his double purple doja. A lot, of, a lot of purples. That's what Sonny did, but he's also wow. now on the, on one of these bigger in house grows. And so. You know, they're not, they're not now breeding for themselves or for the public anymore. They're not breeding for the company. Right.
0: And it's, you know, it's interesting. I try not to judge. I try not to, you know, put, I, you got to put yourself in other people's shoes. You work all your life as a passionate breeder, and then you get an opportunity that might, you know, create a huge, huge boon for your family and maybe generational wealth. As long as those people aren't, you know, the people that you're working for aren't actively lobbying against home grow or things like that. It's hard to judge these guys who for so long did so much work and toiled and, you know, got ripped off and got raided and all this stuff. It's hard for me to be upset when somebody signs a collab like that and gets rewarded for all their hard work. Even something like the uh, recent Bodhi burner thing, like Instagram was up in arms and I definitely have my opinions about it. But am I looking at Bodhi as, as some sort of a uh, bad person because he did that? Personally, I'm not. But
1: it's interesting to see what happens to some of these bigger names, right? All right. Well, it's just, I think a lot, a lot of people, they, they want to preach on the community part of it and this and that, which I get and I understand. But, you know, as, as a seed bank owner, and I, I, I know what I paid these guys out, right? They're like, uh, one, of the, one of the saddest things is like Bog. Bog never really saw a payday. He never really saw the, the commercialized of it or, or getting a big payout. And, and he did a lot of, a lot of footwork for this fucking community. Right. You know, unfortunately, he never really saw a payday out of it. And so when these guys, like I was, when I first showed Buddy, I was like, oh no, because you want, you want to have a sellout, right? And like, what's he doing? He's, he's now, now Burner's going to have fucking keys to the kingdom, blah, blah, blah. And, and it was a smart move on Burner's place. You know, Burner, I, I told Burner I wouldn't carry his shit unless he admitted to me that he didn't make the Girl Scout cookies. As you know, I still don't carry his shit because he still hasn't admitted to me that he didn't make the Girl Scout cookies. But, uh, you know, they have a brand, but he, he's not a breeder. He, he never made Exactly. He never made it. They, 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 he tried to outsource that shit with Jigga, and that's where they had London Pound Cake and London and Candy Rain, which were, were huge flops of hell mm. that were horrible. People paid, you know, 700 bucks for 35 seeds. Well, for right. one, they, why do you think they gave you 35 seats Because you're going to need to look through them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then for 700 bucks. And so wow. that was a huge mess. But, you know, Bruner got smart and, and, and obviously went after and, and the thing about Bodies, Bodie will tell you he's not a breeder he helps plants have sex.
0: That's awesome. I see. That's the thing. I th- I mean, let's, let's get right down to it. Right. I understand on the one side, which is if there was one person based on the kind of principles that they live by that you might think wouldn't do that collab, it would be Bodhi. So I think that shocked a lot of people from Burner's side. You're right. It's smart from yes, a business definitely. perspective. My biggest beef with with that whole side of the industry is working with MSOs who actively lobby against the right for patients to grow at home. I only have one line that you can cross, and that's my fucking line. So so that's where my bone to pick is. It amazes me, though, how many people hate on burner for other reasons, reasons that I think you know are less justified than the straightforward ones like taking away our right to home grow or working with or associating with people who would like to take away our right to home grow. So, yeah, that's just my personal opinion, but that was, I, I too was shocked when I saw that collaboration. I was like, wow, that might've been the last person that I would have guessed.
1: Definitely. And, and, and it was on, it was on my, he was the first one on my list. Like, you know, when when Brennan was shopping, I know that like, uh, when he went and talked to Jay Beazie, Beazie, he talked, uh, C Junkie. Yeah. And, you know. Shots fired, but BZ knows, BZ don't call me, but but, but <laughs> I was shocked when he, when I found out he was working with his guy, because like, I, I was on a podcast and I talked shit about this guy who let, you know, they let that, that cop in the business and, you know, they, I, I was big on it. They shouldn't do it. Well, the podcast had me on again and they were like, Hey, uh, so you, you talk, this is, yeah, I said, it is bad that you shouldn't be in the business. Who, who, who let the guy in? He was like, well, they just announced their lead grow, their lead breeder is going to be, you know, none other than sea junk, you know, right. it's like, Oh shit. Like how does cause like of all my gangsters, like sea junkies generally, I would I would rate him as the gangsterest of the gangsters. Like he's been the the, the most hardcore guy to deal with and the most legit like he's the guy that will stab me in a parking lot, right? Like he's the <laughs> most gangster guy. If I if I short him. That's so, that's funny
0: though. They say that criminals and cops are more alike than citizens and either.
1: <laughs> so, so for so for him to work for the cops, it was like, gee, damn it, Beasy. Like I I wouldn't I wouldn't have you know you're the last guy I would have put that one on for sure. Wow. But at the same time, he's, he's getting paid now, right? Exactly. But the check's not,
0: not small. This is something that we had also discussed on the show with, with Rich. And where do you draw the line there, right? I certainly understand. You know, We have so many people in my community who have – we have people who have served time for this. And now they're trying to get in the white market and they see that there are law enforcement individuals in the white market making money, making regulation. I can understand what type of, a, what type of reaction that would elicit. You know what I mean? I'd be furious be furious. At the same time, it's interesting to see where do you draw that line, right? So me and, me and Riza Rich were talking on this very show, like if this guy put away people for cannabis and now he's profiting off of cannabis, that is an egregious level of hypocrisy. What if he was a cop who didn't put away people for cannabis? What if he put away people for other drugs? What if he wasn't involved in drugs at all? What if he was in the special crime unit, like doing really hard work that needs to be, you know Effective what I mean? the murder shit. Exactly. Yeah. What, yeah. Where do you draw that line? It's interesting. Some people are, are very, very sensitive to the law enforcement at all versus other people who are like, well, if he didn't, if he didn't uh, put away people for cannabis. And this is what Rich said. What if you're a fucking auto mechanic and you're working on cop cars? Does that make you a snitch? What if you're a grower and you work in an auto mechanic shop and the cops bring in their shit to get worked on? Does that make you evil? Like, it's, it's an interesting question.
1: It is. And, and, and it's a great thought because i didn't, you know, I just assume right away when you talk about copy, like you're just a negative. It's going to be drugs and, and and cannabis. But yeah, if he's out there like a detective solving murders, well, I can't be mad at the guy. Right.
0: right? It's interesting. It's super so, interesting. But yeah, that JBZ thing was crazy. Yeah. The Bodie thing is crazy, man. You being in the industry so long, you must just be like, at this point, you've got to be totally jaded. Like, does nothing surprise you? <laughs> it gets crazier it's and crazier <laughs> every year. That's it's for sure. sure.
1: It's hard, man. It's hard. Like I like I I could have I would have I, I knew that Chris and Compound were breaking up for about the last year. Um, oh, it's been geez. such a clusterfucking move. And so and I just watched, they were on a they were on a podcast and they had a guy who's like, Oh, it's Chris from Chris from Compound. And I looked, I was like, what? Huh? But it was it was the other guy, Chris from Compound. So now compound's new thing is they're gonna say this is Chris from Compound. And everybody that doesn't know is gonna think that that's the Chris from Compound. but well, it's not Chris Lynch. The Chris Lynch from Compound is now doing cipher genetics.
0: They hired another Chris
1: what they hired another chris that's yeah. going on as, as, as their lead guy and he's very smart he's he talks about phenotypes he's very smart good guy but they referred to him as christian compound i'm like no no no, that's not compound chris what you, you mean chris lynch this is a different guy this is, this is happens to be named chris i was this like i insane. was like so much bullshit and compound i mean you can you know they can only come they can only sue me so many times but my whole problem with them is you, you ever wonder how the apples and bananas got worldwide before it was even released like they didn't release apples and bananas until the Emerald Cup. But yet in July and August and September of that year, three other breeders had drops of it.
0: What are you what what is that what does that mean? Can you extrapolate on on what that means?
1: Well, it means when you when you run a tissue culture lab and you're the place where I'm doing my business at, that you can easily sell cuts out the back door for ten grand a piece, and then everybody has a shit before I even release it. Oh, wow. And if I'm the breeder and you're doing that to me. How long do you how many more how many more cuts do you think I'm gonna give you? How many more things you how many think I'm gonna keep breeding with you or letting you keep my shit on file, knowing that I've got proof that you've sold these other cuts for ten grand a piece out the back door? How else would the apples been asking across the country before it was done? It's wild. Which I was I was like so when I, would talk, I was like if I was you, I'd be pissed right now because I mean that you you didn't even get a release. Three other companies had releases of your shit before you had your release out right you know that's that's much much more than 10 grand a piece per cut but Jeez, you know yeah. these, these tissue culture labs do it and without you know there's no with, with the cuts it cuts a cut you can make a thousand cuts and nobody knows if you made one or you made ten that's a problem and so they they keep giving and me when me and busy talked about doing tissue culture labs she's like yeah he's like i never do tissue culture he's like if i if i had if the lab was mine and i and i didn't do anything else with he's like i never work with one if it wasn't my own Right. it's too easy just to slip this out. those boom. genetics. That's wild, man. Got to be careful. Because that's all it is. Like, if we cut down to it, like, people, people overlook seeds, and they don't really give seeds, I think, the importance that they do. But everybody can copy everything. My competitors, if, as far as the dispensary goes, my competitors can copy my building. They can out-hire my people. They can overdo my marketing. Yep. They can do everything that I'm doing better than me. Pay more money for it, of course. But one thing they can't copy are the genetics on my shelf. Yep. you'll never get my cut if i don't give it to you you may have blue dream but you don't have the blue dream that i have right jungle boys has a blue dream you are like sure great but jungle boys blue dream is one out of five thousand mm-hmm. there's a difference jungle boys have you know cookies and cream everybody has cookies and cream right but jungle boys is one out of five thousand right and that's where these guys come out when I, when I think we talk about exotic we talk about sea junkie we talk about jungle boys we talk about archive why they're some of the better breeders in the market while they're putting out some of the best gear out there it's because they can, they, they, they can do phenol hunts, you know, back in the day when we were talking about some of these older breeders, they're lucky they've got a two car garage. If not, they've got a tent that they're burning. shit. Now we're talking guys with populations of 5,000 being able to run them all, look for that one outlier, that one that's different and then not lose the other 4,999 drop all those and stick them on the shelf. Keep that one. And now you've got your clone and that's different than everybody else. Everybody else has. And to see them and to be able to run those populations, look through those numbers and, you know, for it to be viable like that is just that's that's the difference right now. People are just over the run of numbers. And you can see it. That's exactly right.
0: man. that's really good insight. Where does that put you on the um, on the side of the argument about genetic licensing? This is something that I've really thought about hard because. You know, you see people combining like NFT technology with genetic databases to be able to track some of these things and maybe, maybe get a, a handle on things. And it would be nice to be able to credit and compensate the breeders who did the work. However, I'm so skeptical for any regulation, right? Cause I feel like it's all a slippery slope. Next thing you know, they're going to start regulating what cannabis growers can grow at home. You know, like in France, you're only allowed to grow one species of tomato or some shit. That's not the future I'm looking after. What do you think about licensing these genetics? versus open source.
1: So I've been on that one since 2013. I've got contracts with the clone companies for to sell licensed certified clones, like from the breeder's cut. So, you know, yes, you can buy cookies and cream seeds, or would you like to have an exotic mice right. cut of cookies and cream 13? That's a chicken huge, chicken
0: that's a huge value to you as somebody who is saying, Hey, I have these authentic genetics, you being able to verify that creates right. a tremendous amount of value.
1: Right. And then, and then for the reseller that can say, Hey, these are certified. This is the certified cut from exotic. He gets a cut out of it every month. You know, this is his cut of, of cookies and cream and it's beneficial for exotic because now, you know, he has one of these each state or each state that's legal. His product is now unified or, you know, equally the same across in, in See, every that's state. That's cool. They, they're, they're not all running uh, cookies and cream that tastes different, right? Cause he's working with a, a provider in each state and he's giving them that cut. Well, then he knows that that they're growing is what he wants them to sell. Right. That is that is killer. So like the
0: way that you're using this technology is like perfect. It's ideal. I just worry about like legislators coming in and telling us, I mean, that could that could hurt someone like your business so bad. It could hurt so many home growers if they just decide, oh, you can't grow your own strain. That's not one of these because the THC might be too high. That's dangerous. That's high THC. I I worry about that uh, that legislative side.
1: And I still think that they they've they've tried for that. I think that uh, they were, you know, some of idiot states said that in the book, like that, like the strains couldn't be about that. You grew for medicinal or, or for recreationally, they couldn't be higher than like twenty so percent And I was like, I was like, wait a minute, how are we going backwards now? Like we're not going backwards in all this. And that's not to say, like I I, I you know I know that and I think that the audience is probably you know well aware. It's not all about the THC percentage, right? It's a total cannabinoid effect we talked to DJ short. He tells you the best weed ever smoked was in a was 7% THC. So it's about all the terpenes in the profile. So the best weed isn't just the strongest stuff. Right. But for them to put a cap on it and then to go backwards and be like, wait a minute. So why do we have concentrates and you're trying to tap this at 20%? Exactly. How does this work? Exactly. It's just people running, running stupid stuff. But, you know, I've, I've thought about ways as far as my, you know, how do my breeders protect themselves? How, do they, how does the, the guy who made the thing get paid for it? Right. How does he say that this is, that that has he proved that, that this train is mine. I've got you know four years of work into it and and it's mine and I can prove it. So if you want to grow it you have to pay me. And there's and there's not a way. Right? There's there's not a way. There's a way to trademark things. There's a way to copyright things. And right now um one of my uh not competitors, but uh, one of the other guys overseas has trademarked like Top Dog strain name. Really? Like, when Top Dog got it. yeah when he yeah Barney's Barney's Farm, they've, they've, they've trademarked a couple names. You can trademark the name, right? It doesn't mean that you have what the thing is. It's just like when you could trademark all these things in California. I could bring down 14 clones in California and call, and they could all be the same Blue Dream clone. And I could call one Ice Cream Cake, and I could call one Wedding Cake, and I could call one RS11. I could call them whatever I wanted to, right? It's a clone. I'm just I'm just copy-marking, I'm just copyright the name. Jeez. The trademark of the name of the brand. That's and insane. That gets, and that gets into a slippery slope because then you know, if we do get breeders that say, okay, you know, this is my Bubba Kush, right? If you're going to sell Bubba Kush, you're to have it on a menu. It's got to be certified that it's mine. I own the name. You got to be grown for me. Well, then I think then we get into the slippery level of, of of we've got companies that start making formulas like Relax or Calm. Yes. So they just get rid of the brand name altogether. They're just so strange are now gone. They're just, they're just mixes of of shit. It's like, no, nah, I don't want that to happen. That's right, But man. at the same time, how does, how does Joe Blow, who spent you the know, last 10 years perfecting the strain working it up to an F7, has he then released that? with Because that? once you sell a, one, one pack of seeds, it's gone. That person can really, realistically, if, once you sell one 10-pack, that person can take a male and a female, cross them over, and sell those seeds of that strain. 100%.
0: It's it's a tough line, right? Because the proliferation of genetics and medicine is what this is all about. But what sucks is when the breeder who worked so hard, as you've described in previous instances, just gets shafted. Just gets totally shafted. Like,
1: man, truly makes it a labor of love. Right? Because it's it's not just it's not as easy as just you know if, you know pollen chucking or oops I got seeds in my crop. Mm, we all fucked up once we got seeds in our crop. Doesn't <laughs> mean we're breeders, right? Means that we need need to check our check our lights a little bit better for light leaks. But uh, <laughs> breeders, you know, they'll, they'll they'll go through, you know, I, I know many, many breeders have trashed many, many strains. Just because two things can go together, doesn't mean they should go together. Right. And so lots of times people cross things and for some reason or not, they just didn't work out. And there's a lot of Herms in that run or if we didn't find what They're looking for so and they'll have to just lose that entire batch, and then start another batch and look through this batch for something that will work through, you know, like, like with Bog, you know, Bog had like, Bx sixes and bx fours and fives on his on his sour bubble, and so you know that's a lot of work. Each each line back is is a whole step of of the process of growing, reading, looking, and then narrowing down. So
0: yeah, and you know it's it's, work. it's funny because I actually feel like I can kind of uh, empathize or relate to someone in your position because there's so many contentious points within that process, whether it's like you know. Just over poly feminization versus no feminization, so many different contentious points between these breeders and someone like you and someone like me oftentimes has to speak to many of them. Like you get between more breeder beefs than anybody, right? And so you're in oh, this gosh. when there's a split, when there's a conflict, when I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be anything that someone necessarily committed on someone else. Shit, people misremember things or just argue about he used my shit. Yeah. <laughs> he used my strain. <laughs> Tell me about that, dude. That's got to be insane. Aren't we all
1: using somebody's strain.
0: That's got to be insane to be right in, in between a lot of these breeder beefs. Do you ever catch heat from someone saying you can't carry him or fuck that guy? I'm sure you hear that all the time.
1: All the time, so uh, that's why early it was easy. You know, I I I, I had to figure a way around it because you know you, you use my shit. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, well you sold him your his shit, so he can <laughs> use it because you sold it to him. So the way I worked at it, you know, I, I represent. We've got seventy guys on the on the bank now. Each of my breeders uses their own mail That's what it comes down to, to me because we all pass around the same clone only. Clone only is exactly what it is. It's clone only. If we all have gorilla glue number four. Chances are we all had the same fucking gorilla glue number four cut, the same branch, the same damn thing. The only thing that's different with that cut in seed form is the male used to make it. That's a good point. Right. Just because we, like we talked about earlier, just because things can cross, I mean, they should cross. And so some of my better breeders on a single gorilla glue with number four plant, they will pollinate that with say six different males. Just take a branch, pollinate that with a male's pollen, wrap that in a, in a, in a sock, and um, then do a different branch. Make sure you mark the branches. And then when that plant is finished, you can harvest those seeds from each branch. And that branch will give you 150, 200 seeds of that cross. And so from that single female, you can have, you know, eight different crosses with the male on it, figure out which one of those eight different ones worked better, take that one to market, redo it, go to town. And there's other sevens, seven other crosses that you made. Just go off to the side, go in your collection. They they get given away. They just did they'd be, I'm sure they're fine. They're just not the one that worked the best, right? Right. Because you want, and that's, if I was going to ever have a competition against my breeders, that's how I would do it. I'd give them all the same clone only female, have them hit it with their male. And then the best outcast of that is going to be what's different. That's a really good point. Because we all have the same female. It's that we don't pass around males. The only thing that separates any of my breeders is the male. And so as long as they use their own male, I'll carry it. If you use, if you come to me on my bank and say you're using Soulfire's male, I, I can't help you. If Soulfire wanted to use that male, he would have done it. If he wanted to make a cross with that, he'd have done it. He didn't, so maybe it's saying why he didn't. Oh. You take SoulFire's mail, cross that with something else. If you don't have that, come out with your own mail. Well, hey, I'll work with that because that's yours. That's something that you grew, you it, and that mail is yours now. But just to take his individual mail and cross it with something, that A, it might not be very good. So now that any crosses with it out there in the market are gonna look shitty and give Soulfire a bad rap. And B, if he wanted to cross it with something, he might have, he should have and probably would have, but maybe there's a reason he did.
0: That is super so interesting. That. Has anybody, I mean, you're right. Virtually across the board, they're all working with their own males. Like that's, that is a really interesting point. Has anybody are, not yeah. like qualified? I mean, just basically everybody's working.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I turn them down all the time. You know, one of the, like I said, one of the first three points, you gotta be, yeah, you have to have been in business longer than I've been in business. I've been open since 2010. Should need be making seats before I was making money. Oh, that rule still applies. Holy shit. Well, it's, we're working on it because that's the thing. All my guys are starting to retire and get out there. And I'm, I was going given... to say,
0: you know, that you're you're creating a, a
1: genetic bottleneck there as, as know, people I age. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, what I've done is I've opened up in a whole lot of other seed banks because I've been so selective. And so they're not my seed banks; they're not owned by me. They're not owned by me. They're they competition. But because I won't carry their gear, somebody else will. And so it's like, ah, shit. You know. But I can't. I can't go against what I've already previously done. So. So that, so I, I'm readjusting the, you must be a business longer than I've been in business line. <laughs> but the, but you used your own mail still applies. That's really cool. Because though. there's no reason that you should be using exotics mail to make a cross or using, you know, thug bugs mail to, to make something. That's just being lazy. You just took his mail, grew it out and threw some pollen on something. You might have even had an accident. You have your own mail that you took and you made it cross with and if you don't hunt hunted out with and then cross with that. Hey, by all means, bring it down. Let's go so that's the uh, prerequisites
0: for the for the seeds here that's, now that's a thing man that's a thing that yeah. is indeed a thing we'll be right back everybody but first growcast grow classes coming to a town near you that's right we have our living soil Masterclass with alexandria irons and now we're doing a home breeding workshop with rhizo rich learn to make your own strains at home create your own unique perfect cultivar never run out of seeds again March 4th, we are in Rockford, Illinois, teaching the Home Breeding Workshop. Then, just a few weeks later, March 18th, we are in Boston doing the Living Soil Masterclass. April, we got two dates, one in Kansas City, Missouri, and the other in Columbia, Missouri. Find all of our dates at growcastpodcast.com forward slash classes. That's growcastpodcast.com slash classes. Go and grab them, everybody. These tickets are limited. We love seeing you in person, answering all your cultivation questions and giving you in-depth education on the topics that matter most to you. This one-on-one connection cannot be beat. There's a bunch of prizes given away. We all hang out and smoke after. You leave with a bunch of personalized knowledge and you'll be able to take your garden to the next level after attending a Growcast Grow class. So find them at growcastpodcast.com slash classes. Stay tuned for some more offerings later this year. And I can't wait to see you all in person. Growcast Grow Classes, everybody. Thank you to all you students and our amazing instructors, Alexandria and Rich. All right, let's get back to the program, everybody. I got to talk to you about foreign markets. You've expanded. You're obviously good at at this thing called cannabis business. But as cannabis starts to blow up worldwide, it's going to open some amazing opportunities. And it's also going to present some risks. Can you talk to us about worldwide cannabis and also your what run-in with the Chinese authorities? I gotta hear these stories.
1: It didn't change authorities. Uh, I was Chinese banking, but uh, oh. yeah. So, so I, I think there's always been. I think there's always been. Um, I, 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 won't, I won't send seeds where it's punishable by 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 uh, means of death. And so Thailand was always off our list because <laughs> they were always by you know by means of death. And then Thailand comes and pulls that, you know, the ace card out and says, "Trump, it's legal now. We got a government. We've been handing out CBD for years." God damn! Like, Shit, Thailand pulled
0: the rug out from under a Southeast Asia. I mean, that's a, right? that was the right? thousand to one parlay
1: right there. U.S. let Southeast Asia, where it was punishable by fucking death, do a do a, a complete one hundred and eighty on it before you did anything on it.
0: it beat Idaho damn. to
1: legalization.
0: Thailand beat fucking <laughs> Idaho.
1: So I started allegedly in Idaho. Uh, <laughs> I did my last three years of probation on an illegal grow in Idaho. Fuck. Idaho, I think, will be the last state to pass. Seriously, Idaho has some of the best growing conventions, but they actually have laws against fucking making weeds legal. They have laws against CBD. It's crazy. I hate. I. I. I now won't go to Idaho anymore. I meet people in Oregon on the on the on the yeah. border. I, I won't. I drive around Idaho. Idaho doesn't get my money. Uh, I go back there. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, they were—they sucked, man. They sucked. Better than China,
0: though. I mean, it, it, I wonder if China will beat them.
1: We even had free shipping to Idaho at one point.
0: <laughs> free shipping not just to Idaho?
1: Yeah, just to try to overthrow them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my God. That's wonderful.
1: So, so, so the international markets. So, so because of Visa, right, after I got shut down a couple times in, in domestic processors, I had to go international to get my credit card processing. And one of those was with a visa with a Chinese banking company and they, and my, my domestic people told me, they're like, Oh, this is how it's going to go down. One day it's going to come in, your website, their website's going to be gone. Their phone number's going to be down. They're not going to answer your phone calls. Yada, yeah, They're going to keep your reserved. And of course, processing, merchant processing is hell in this business. It's the worst thing in the world. It's right. just, it it is the worst. And uh, I was like, whatever, I do, I, but if you don't, Visa is 80% of your sales. And so if you don't have Visa, you're dead. And so I had domestic processing and those guys were taking, they take a 10% rolling reserve, meaning they, they keep 10% of every check. And at the end of six months, that's an average, right? So your sixth month, one week, you could get back your first month or your first week. Your six months, second week, you get back your second week. It's just a rolling 10% of, of all your checks. They keep that in case you have problems or you, you leave them. Right. Well, on my sixth month and third week, you know, uh, my processing is down. was down. It's like, what do you mean my processing's down? Uh, at least it's, it's coming back, decline, decline, decline. I call up China. Boom, their phone number doesn't work. I go to their website. Their website doesn't work. And I just, my gut said, I know they got my next what? 60 grand. Just gone. 60 as, as Yeah. And as, I, as, as, and as I'm Calling these numbers, my like the, my domestic guys, I hear them in my head, oh, they're gonna take your money. The website's gonna be down. Their phone number's gonna be down. And I'm like as I'm doing it, like I'm checking off these boxes of correctness. I'm like oh <laughs> shit, this is nice. this is just gone. Son of a bitch. So yeah, so then you know because they've got your rolling reserve, right? they have got your ten percent for every check for the last six months. Wow. Plus the volume that I had submitted to them because they pay you three three weeks in the rear. So something I sell today, they'll keep twenty percent of ten percent processing fees. 10% rolling reserve, and then they'll pay me three weeks from now on.
0: So they take you all the way to six months and then they just dump.
1: Six months and three weeks, yeah. She I'm supposed Christ. to get my reserve back. They're just gone. So that's not as bad as Mexico. Mexico took me for 450K. <laughs> he,
0: what are you talking about? Wild. Mexico that's took you for right.
1: 450K. That's what I said. I said, I said. I said, I don't even have that much money. I said, I don't, I don't, I don't I've never <laughs> seen that much money how are you fucking taking this money from me? (laughs) So Mexico, I was with them for uh, a series of two years. The first payout they sent to me, I remember was, was in pesos. So remember I saw the bill and I was like, holy shit, I'm getting this much fucking money. Oh my God. I was like, oh, it's in fucking pesos. God (laughs) damn it. So I had to have a a call with the billing department. You guys need to have this translated and send me money in dollars, yada, yada. Oh
0: my God. But yeah,
1: so work with them for, for two and a half years. And then, uh, all of a sudden, they they shut me down, uh, kept all my money, froze my bank account, which had 225 in it, it was my operating account, froze that account, and then uh, put a lawsuit on me for uh, 225,000. Wow. Uh, filed from a lawyer out of San Diego. And for violating Visa's terms of of service. And so by violating the brand, aka Visa MasterCard, I was uh, penalized a per day fee for every time that I accepted visa over that two year period for a grand total of $450,000 to which the, they apply to the bank and they say, the bank, if you don't pay this $450,000, you now don't get to have visa. And so the bank is put between a rock and a hard place. The bank is going to pay the thing anyways. They have to pay it because they need visa, right? They fucked up and visa is going to take the money because it's, you know, they're, they're king visa, they're king shit. They don't, they don't get, uh, they, they impose the fine. And so the bank turns down to me and says, well, we're passionate shit down the line. When you sign the contract, said, if any fees we threw on your behalf, we get to charge you for anything that, you know, any, uh, if you cause us any money, we get to hit your account for it. And so you cause this, this fine. So we had to pay it. So now you're paying us back and we've taken your 225 are coming after you for another 225 to which if I didn't fight, I then, you know, at best have a judgment against me for $225,000. I can thankfully say, I don't owe anybody a fucking dime. So you so you end <laughs> up fighting figured, that
0: and winning, or you just can't go back to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, so
1: so I had I live in Mexico right now. So oh, you do? uh I currently yeah. So I spent uh, hundred and eight thousand dollars fighting the fucking case. Uh, I got a really good lawyer who said, you know, they wrote the API integration that allowed my bank to talk to their bank. Yeah. Back to back to birth. I was like, How did you how did you not know that I was using I was not doing this shit? It wasn't right? it your like, fault wrote yeah. the fucking Right. You wrote the fucking thing. You knew I was clearly doing this shit when you signed me up. So you you had to eat to find yourself, and so you can't just take my money and steal my shit. So we I've got a great lawyer, went after him, sued him, we won. Uh they dropped their their case here. Um I didn't get my two twenty five back, but they didn't come after me for the other two twenty-five. So so I moved to Mexico to hunt them down until so I got my fucking money back.
0: <laughs> That's a fucking incredible this is a this is a Netflix miniseries, if I've ever heard it. I
1: was going to say, and that was a bad Western, and so I didn't go any further. Well, just like China, you know what I mean? Like, when they took me for 60K. I've seen the Jackie Chan movies. I'm not going to get my fucking money back. Like, I'm not going over there and get my cash. Rumble so, in the Bronx, James Bean right? edition. They took my cash for my beans.
0: Because
1: what, <laughs> what happens when, that, when, when they do that shit, like, the customers have paid, right? They've paid me for all their concerns. I just have to send those boxes out. Right. Whether Visa pays me or not, whether Visa says we're not paying you, or my, whether the processor says you know yeah we've got these orders we're not paying you, the customers paid for them, regardless. And so even though I've been paid, I still have to make those orders right. And so I've got to sit on those sides.
0: That's the integrity that that keeps you in business, right? That's where a lot of people are just are, are too shitty to to let that go, or doesn't don't have the money because they're irresponsible or what have you, and then they have to shut down. That's called being insane and being an entrepreneur, where you're like, all right, I'll sign on with the high risk processor i i respect it my friend it's a fucking
1: grind it's like our last box drop flex the the, the uh, last box drop that they got from us was 260 boxes they got me Jeez. 260 fucking boxes that's why the first man. one was 46 boxes we thought it was a uh, time and place was a wrong thing second one was 150 boxes we fought that one they brought it back and said did i have a phytosanitation certificate which i did not have. Meanwhile. They've taken these boxes. They take your boxes from the mail. I don't know if you know it, but they call it a red letter. They send the recipient of the box a letter in red that says, somebody tried to mail you some shit that we don't think is legal. If you want to come pick it up, come get it. If not, we're going to dispose of it after uh, 21 days. So in which the recipient, if they happen to be a newbie or a new grower, shits their pants. They're yeah. like, what the fuck am I, am I? What's this letter? Oh, my God. Oh, the cops know my shit. They're coming to my house. da. da, da. And you're like, well, thank you for scaring all these fucking customers away. <laughs> so we, we are always, we've been proactive about the times that it happened. We immediately contact the customer like, hey, you know, you've gotten the red letter. We're taking care of it with our legal side of it. We will either, we're going to send you another package out right now, or we'll refund your money. Whatever you feel comfortable with is what you do, what we'll do right now. So we've always replaced all those boxes right away or refunded their customers' money. The last case in which they took 250 boxes and we won that case the postmaster general had to put all the 250 back in the mail, which was fucking great. Whoa. But I'd already, co- but I'd already covered all those. Right. I already given those people money, their money back I already sent them out. The sure. So you and get so all those on customers that. just got correct. All those customers just got fucking double packages.
0: But that that's incredible that you won that and, and made the yeah, postmaster general personally by hand, put them back in the mail. Yeah. <laughs>
1: because, you know, because he you knows what's in, what's in all of them, right? It's not like, Nail those seeds. <laughs> It, well, it comes with the trifold, it comes with the business card, it comes with the seeds, you know what the fuck they are. And so that was always my thing about being legal or illegal. As many times they stopped me, they know where I'm at, they know my website, they know where I operate, it's not a bad thing. If I was breaking the law, I wouldn't be here talking to you. Yep, exactly. Because there's no THC in seeds, seeds are legally mailed across the United States. Seeds. There's no cannabinoids whatsoever in the embryo of a seed. None. It seems to be
0: um, really, really lenient. And I, I can't, I would never give legal advice or anything. But my personal observation is that a lot of people are doing the same thing with clones, that this cutting doesn't have any THC on it. It's it's crazy how comfortable people are right now with mailing clones. Wild times, super wild times.
1: So, so through my processing nightmares, I'm actually, uh, I'm on with banking has evolved now and we're getting better. And I'm actually, I have a, some good uh, merchant processors now. If anybody needs any, let me know. But um, my recent most uh, is a venture we may get into, but I might get into selling clones and my visa processor is okay with it. <laughs> I was like, What? Like you're cool with <laughs> like they like they like they asked me, like hey, you put on selling clones? And I was like, uh maybe. <laughs>
0: the bank the bank asked you basically. The, the, I know it's the credit card processor, but that's really funny. The finance
1: guy's like yeah. what about clones? You know, yeah, we I'm process not. those too. And I was like, shit. Yeah, maybe. And so we're working with a, <laughs> a, a, a tissue culture lab. It's the only way out the only way out cell clones is, is only if they come out of a tissue culture lab. They've got to be clean. So if not, you're passing around Hlvd. Oh so, man, yeah, this
0: this Hlvd. We've been going deep on on this show. So good that you know people really? are really are cognizant. Have you had Joseph that. on? Uh, we had James McKernan on. Uh, who's the viroid Joseph? I got to speak to this guy.
1: Joseph Amari was best guy I know about it. M and DSG Labs. Jason Gibbons. Justin Gibbons, um, oh, his number, but he's the guy who worked at Dark Horse that, that found it originally that helped find
0: Oh, it. I'd love to fucking talk to that guy, man. What do you think audience? More, yeah. We do another one. We've been going, sl- I mean, we started like 30,000 feet and we've been going deeper and deeper. Let's talk to this guy. That'd be great. And it's so, it's so funny when you
1: hear him talk about it. He's so passionate about it. He's like, he's probably a little. They're little shits, right? They're, real, they're smart. They just figure out how to fucking reproduce themselves. They're, they're just smart, right? Like he, he's like talking about them third person, like they're just like they're like the biggest assholes. You you, you can tell like he stays up at night thinking about it. <laughs> oh, he, he does. He is that guy. But who <laughs> good, else? Well, I'm happy we have that guy, though, right? I'm, I'm That's glad exactly right. One of the guys, Mo, I know, told me that you know I asked him how bad HLVD was. He, he was like, he's like, it, it's I just like I put it up there with prohibition as far as the, how bad it can be <laughs> for cannabis. And I was like, fuck yeah that's that's you're knowledgeable that's
0: huge yeah that's a huge it's a real thing it is real it is definitely for real but yeah that, that that sounds great and i'm sure you have um obviously you probably have so many different connections you know throughout the cannabis world obviously with the breeders and and beyond but um you know before we wrap this show this has been an incredible episode by the way who would you like to i don't know like Shout out or highlight or share any cool personal stories of you. You've already shared some some cool personal breeder stories, but before we wrap the show, like who do you want to show some love to and, and talk about as far as some of the breeders in the game that you've interacted with?
1: So I want to shout out my office, my crew, my customer service who has answered uh, everybody's phone calls. Uh, everybody doesn't ever, ever make a mistake, uh, calls us because we have 100 percent satisfaction, guarantee it's not a germination it's satisfaction. want you be happy? If you're unhappy, give us a call, we'll make it right. My mom has to answer to all this shit. and So shout out to my mom, my customer service people, shout out to my staff. They, they make it all help me grow it. Shout out to my breeders. I can't shout out any in individual breeders. Cause that's like picking your favorite son. Um, Oh, you're right. Breeders, yeah. Good call. Think <laughs> about breeders. So I can list all 70 of them here, but it's better if I don't. Um, the <laughs> thing about breeders though, is that they're all individual. They all do something for a different reason, right? Like TJ short breeds. I believe he breeds for psychedelic effect. He wants to find the shit that makes him feel weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, exotic breeds for frostiness. Uh, so fire breeds for uh, wash, washing, squishes, you know, uh, the other, other guys breed for, for terps, right? There's just, if, if they all did the same thing, the same way, I wouldn't need 70 different guys, mm-hmm. but because they all 70 look for different things in different ways, that's why you have a different one. So if you find one that works for you, that's where you should hang with it and keep buying those, those seeds with it. If not keep looking around and finding people that, that, that you do want to buy with. And just, you know, seeds can be a lot of fun. I don't think people really, a lot of people think that, you know, because I grow uh, corn, uh, this ear of corn is the same as the next ear of corn. That is true. But because you grow tangy, my tangy is not like your tangy. Right. They are different. Seeds have phenotypes. They're like a family. Plants or cannabis plants are or I told you, so they, have a, they get a code from the mom, a code from the dad. They wrap. There's 4,156 different possibilities in each code. So I think how there's like the smart sister. There's the dumb sister. There's the tall sister. There's the short sister. There's a the sister with the orange hair. There's a the sister with brown hair, right? They're all sisters, like the Kardashian sisters. They're all sisters, but one's got a bigger ass. One's a little shorter. One's a little bossier. One's a little bitchier, right? But they're all sisters. And you can tell they all had the same dad. And the one that has a different dad, well, those look different, but they're still of the same family, right? The, the younger two, the Jenners, you can tell those were Jenners, but they're all store the same phenotypes. So they're going to be different. So just because you grow Tangy doesn't mean like that's the best Tangy in the world. Like grow a 10 pack, but like baseball cards, right? The more you look through, the better things you're going to find. Man, so I don't love be it. to look through. I love those
0: analogies, find, find man. special. This is inc- that's incredible. <laughs> Goddamn! it works goddamn mic drop moment that's epic james <laughs> so obviously seeds, seeds here now where can people find you though man where where can people find more of your work and what you do
1: uh, on instagram i'm uh at the the underscore james bean on facebook i'm uh the real james bean uh seeds uh my other my auction site so over the past 12 years i've collected two packs of seeds from everything i've ever sold those get sold on the auction site shnauctions.com and of course, seedsherenow.com.
0: I love it. Everybody check it out. Seedsherenow.com. Thank you, James. I super appreciate this. This was an awesome episode. You absolutely killed it.
1: Oh, no, definitely. Thank you for having me. Like I said, I appreciate you doing in depth on things and keeping the good word out there. And, you know, podcasts are a really big thing. People can work and do, you know, the multitask and have it in the background. And I've listened to your show a bunch. So I, I do appreciate you having me on and, and, and keeping the, keeping the, 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 oh, the vibe you, man. alive,
0: man. That, makes, that really means a lot, man. So, uh, yeah, anything Growcast can do for you, we we are here, man. Maybe we
1: can give out some packs. We'll figure it out. Maybe we do some 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 giveaways or something.
0: Oh, sure. it sounds great, man. We'll we'll figure that out And anyway, way we can return the favor. Uh, the audience the audience would love that. So awesome. So thank you, James, and thank you, dear listener. That is all for now. Stay tuned. Of course, we got more Growcast coming your way. And that's all for now. This is James Bean and Jordan River signing off. Wishing you an awesome day. Be safe out there, everybody, and grow smarter. Don't
1: get caught. <laughs>
0: that's our show thank you so much for listening before we wrap it up i do want to tell you to find everything we're doing at growcastpodcast.com slash action get on our email list for free go ahead and check out our growcast seed co offerings we got the oreos feminization just days away from dropping stay tuned stay tuned everybody the oreos drop is going down our first feminization pollination you guys have been asking we have delivered we've got some really great crosses coming down the pipe for you Also, we have classes going on. As you heard earlier in the show, growcastpodcast.com slash classes will bring you right there. We've got a breeder class, a living soil class, and some amazing offerings coming later this year. Do stay tuned, everybody. I appreciate all of you listeners so much. Anything you need, you go ahead and hit us up. Contact at growcastpodcast.com is the email. That's how you can reach us. And I hope to see you soon at a class or a meetup. Okay, everyone, go do amazing things in your garden. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. They took my cash for my beans.